1: Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G Network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. And like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bellas Podcast. Today, I don't have Brie with me, which I will explain in a minute. But we have a very special episode with a very special guest, Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules. And we actually have another special guest right beside me, who has been on our show quite a few times. Artem, welcome back. I love when you come back.
2: I'm so happy to be sitting right next to you. Are you? Especially today.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Well, what do you say? We get to opening up.
2: Here we go. Let's go.
1: Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole.
2: And I'm Artem, and this is The Bella's Podcast.
1: Yes, it is. So, unfortunately, we've had two weeks of bad news in a row, and I'm just praying that next week it's better.
2: And I'm here purely for moral support.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I love you for that. But I say we better get to it because it's time for opening up.
2: Let's pop that bottle.
1: What up, Bella Army? So, we're opening up another bottle of rosé because you know what we are counting down the last few days of summer and it's so hot out and rosé is just perfect with that and we are opening up a bottle called Miravel. it's from France Provence and it's absolutely delicious and today's you know what it's um, been a really really hard sad day um, this morning oh my gosh I'm gonna get all sad no um, I'm here But our Josie passed away. Um, As you all know, it's Brie and Brian's dog, but has always been a family member to all of us. And so unfortunately, we don't have Brie today. So even though Brie couldn't be present with me right now to record this episode, she wanted to record a message. So I'm going to play that right now. Hey, guys, it's Brie. I couldn't make it to the podcast
0: recording But I promise you, I will be back next week. Um, Unfortunately, we got really bad news that our sweet little Jojo passed away. Josie was my firstborn. She was the first one to teach me what it was like to be a mom and how to love so deeply and care about something so much. Um, Josie was a big presence in our home, and she loved us unconditionally. So please go home and... Give your dogs a tighter hug, maybe an extra treat and thank them for loving you unconditionally because that is definitely what they do for us. But um, thank you for all your love and wishes. I've been seeing all over social media and until next week, um, have a great weekend. And Josie, I can't wait till the day I get to see you again. I love you, my sweet girl.
1: Well, thank you, Bree, so much for that message.
2: so emotional. It's,
1: ooh, it's been a tough day. You try to stay so strong. But, you know, one thing I have to say with um, your fur babies is they're family.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: and, and they're the family that gives you such unconditional love and brings you so much joy and happiness. And when they pass away, it's crazy. Like, you really, truly realize. I've, I feel like I'm a dog lover, so I've always realized it. But especially when they go, you realize their strong presence they have. And, you know, for any of you who have your dogs, just hug them extra tight because you never know when they can go. Um, I never thought I would have woke up this morning and saw Brie was here in L.A. with us, you know, crying and saying Josie was gone. You just, she was seven years old, but she wasn't
2: old. Um, Not at all. You know, healthy. No. and Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, and Josie was just, you know... She used to love to kiss Brian which she was like the queen of kisses. She was so good with Birdie and loved everyone who came through that door. And Josie, oh my goodness, every time she would sleep, she would have her tongue hanging out. Like the cutest tongue. She couldn't even keep her tongue in. She was literally born with the biggest tongue ever.
2: And the one thing that I will always remember, she had like the softest fur The softest ever. fur
1: ever. I mean, it's crazy. Like she was so soft. Oh, she's going to be so missed. I think that's the one hard thing about having dogs, any animal, is if you live an amazing life and your animal lives an amazing life, you're going to outlive your animal. And that truth is hard, you know. It's, I think, today I was discussing with someone um, about my biggest fear. One of my biggest fears has always been heights. Um, But today that changed. I said, one of my biggest fears is losing someone or something I love so much.
2: Just, you know what, there's the thing like don't ever take anything for granted you know we have a tendency of doing those things because we can see day-to-day basis that it's always there and you just never know whatever that is you know family work anything anything absolutely anything
1: i agree so uh josie we're pouring one out for you you were the the most fearless, strongest, classy, hilarious Frenchie that we have ever met. And Josie, just thank you so much for bringing so much love and happiness into our life. And even though they're animals, they, um, you just have to keep their presence alive. And we'll never forget you, Jojo. You'll always be our little Jojo.
2: Yeah, you always will be in our hearts.
1: Yes. And so... Um, well, let's talk about some happier times because I need it. Let's talk about some happier times this week. Um, I got to meet my idol, J-Lo. Everyone, I have been in love with J-Lo since sixth grade. I actually knew her when, I mean, I didn't know her, but I knew ever when she was a fly girl because uh, my dad loved to watch In Living Colors. So right. I actually, as a little kid, when I probably shouldn't have been watching the show, is watching the show. <laughs> um, and I, I just loved the fly girls and I remember I became very attached to Jennifer Lopez because she graced the cover of the first Latina magazine. And, you know, even though I'm half Mexican, half Italian, I grew up very much how majority of Latin girls grow up. We mature very quickly. We get unwanted hair in places, on our face. I mean, the Frida stuff is real, right? And I had to go through that. And I was curvier. Like, I just would look at my friends and I'm like, I do not fit in. Like, I have pubic hair and I'm not even in middle school yet. I had B boobs. I was 5'5". And that's how I was walking around elementary school, by the way. I mean, people would be like, oh, are you supposed to be on this campus? I'm like, yeah, I'm in fourth grade. And... I remember when J-Lo started to become known, and I'll always remember that cover and that article. It was like she made me feel confident and so amazing about myself. I mean, when I tell you guys I idolized her, I idolized her. So I finally got to meet her this past Sunday. Um, Brie and I, she was doing a press junket for her new movie, Hustlers, which everyone needs to go see it because that movie is so female empowerment badass, and it also has a good moral to the story about greed, which I liked but I was so embarrassed because literally I went and bought myself an Alexander wing dress to meet JLo. I was like, I need to look bomb. I showed up looking like a fly girl. Pretty much. I wore thigh high boots Louis Vuitton, by the way, I wore like, what was that sweater dress? I had my hair super straight. I had the red lip. And then I like go to Brie and I go, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed to walk in. Did I just like get this dress up for JLo? And I kind of got embarrassed, but then I walk in and she's sitting there looking like a beautiful painting. And I just lost my words. I could barely say hello. I had sweaty palms as I shaked her hand, like, ew, how gross and embarrassing. <laughs> but then Brie and I got to interview her for like 10 minutes.
2: Did you like forget your questions in the beginning? That's I what literally,
1: I literally go to her and I was like, So I am so nervous right now that I have to read off my card. And she's like, that's okay, sweetie. Take your time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never been like this. And then, of course, Brie calls me out in front of everyone and goes, wow, I have never seen my sister this nervous before. I can't believe it. I'm like looking at Brie like, did you really just call me out? And I have to say, Brie did the interview amazing. Like, didn't look at her cards. It was like as if she was Katie Kirk. I'm like, are you serious, bitch? But I mean,
2: I have you... to say, when you came out of the entry, you like blushing. I wasn't loud in the room, obviously, because I was like, oh, they maybe we can like strict. sneak in and just take a picture of all of them together and maybe we Birdie didn't get a photo. and all that. We didn't get a picture, just a bummer, but, you know, maybe next time.
1: Soon on our YouTube channel, you'll get to see the interview that we had with JLo. And I have to say... Her answers about being an entrepreneur and going from being a fly girl and a singer and an actress to being a top female entrepreneur was very inspiring. I actually wanted to pick her brain even more because I was like, wow, she has such amazing points and how she got to where she's at.
2: What question were we asking then? I thought that's going to be your priority questions.
1: No, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I just read straight off the card. I was like, I oh, mean, nice. okay. we didn't get to meet Cardi B, but Cardi B was in the house. But it was cute because I was like, so did Cardi B teach you all your hustling moves? Because they're all strippers. And, you know, Cardi B used to be a stripper. And Cardi B told them all that, like, you know, this takes, like, two years to get good at this. And, like, J-Lo's character has to be the best stripper in the movie. So J-Lo had to do, like, a crash course. And I think she said she had, like, two months to learn all these stripping skills.
2: Yeah, but I feel like if you dance her... It's probably going to be a lot Yeah, but, a but don't you
1: think... I mean, you're a dancer. No, well,
2: I, I have to say one thing. Can you like, twerk? Like, whoever... T- no, I can't work to save my life. <laughs> well,
1: then see, but, you would have but, like.
2: But what I'm trying to say is that yes, I think it's very physical. I did a freestyle dance in one of the shows, well, on Strictly Come Dancing back in UK, and actually yo, like I used the poles for a specific move, and I have to say, yes, it is extremely hard.
1: I saw your cowboy routine on the Dance with Stars live tour, and it was almost there. You were thrusting like I've never seen.
2: Well, I guess if they need like a a cowboy who can trust his pelvis. Give me a call.
1: <laughs> Aw. Well, so then we got to do another amazing show the next day, Brie and I. Um, we got to work with Kevin Hart for his YouTube show called Cold as Balls, which you guys. Cold as
2: Balls. Why, why would you name a show Cold as Balls? Well,
1: okay. So he conducts his interview. We are in an ice bath.
2: So it's oh. like being in
1: a training room and you're in this but ice bath. female
2: don't have balls. Well,
1: <laughs> Artem, I didn't even tell you. You know what I said, which is going to go everywhere once it airs. I said Cold as Flaps
2: and oh he looked God. at me like what
1: because in the middle of the interview Shoot. Brie mentions cold as balls so i look at her and i go you mean cold as flaps and he was like <laughs> what and i'm That's like sound. well we what? don't have balls sorry for anyone i offend who's listening right now but kevin hart is hilarious so we were doing a lot of improv in there and his team sets him up so they'll have random people walk in and do stuff to him and I... It was so hard to keep a straight face. I mean, of course, so many times I just started crying, laughing, but I would take a second and be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this right now with Kevin Hart. He's so talented, but also can I just say he's one of the most down to earth people I've ever met in the entertainment industry from the moment he met Brie and I, he made us feel like we were all on the same level as far as entertainers, as far as talent, um, how he treated his crew. Um, His writers, I I mean, I was just beyond impressed with him, I have to say. Like, crazy impressed. And it was really fun because before Brie and I did the interview, as I told you, Erin Andrews was there. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, you did. I, by the way, everyone love Erin Andrews. I think she is one of the most badass women ever. Her and Artem are really close because, you know, she hosts Dancing with the Stars, or co-host. But it was so good seeing her. She asked about you. Oh, Felt so sad. Which, Artem, dang, you made headlines. Did I? So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we had Artem open up about being cut from Dancing with the Stars. Everything that aired on the podcast created massive headlines, not just in the United States of America, but in the UK.
2: Saying that, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of news outlets picked up, obviously, the story about me not being in Dancing with the Stars and... Thank you very much for making me feel very special. I appreciate all of you. Yeah,
1: you guys are amazing. Um, I love our listeners.
2: But your headlines got cut. got punched in the stomach. I was like, oh my God, those headlines literally made me look like I'm just dying at home, crawling in the corner. I have no life. (laughs) No, that is absolutely not true. Am I sad? Of course I'm sad. I'm like not going to be doing what I've been doing for 10 years. Like Do anything for 10 years then you just stop doing it and see how it makes you feel. So I think that like sums up my feeling internally, but externally, look, there is a whole world out there that I actually need to experience because I feel like for the past 10 years, I only had a one tunnel and a vision Mm -hmm. of being a dancer and choreographer and teach someone how to dance all of that, which is an amazing skill to have. But at the same time, there is a whole world out there of things and opportunities and whatever it brings. You know what? it's not even so much about fame and success and like being recognized as this and that. It's like finding your own inner happiness. Look, and if I'm going to be a cooking a meal every day and that's what makes me happy, I think I'm going to be doing that. I think it's time to find Amen, happiness Artem. not in places that you think you will, but in places that makes you really truly feel happy. I and agree. whatever it brings, you know what I mean? I'm just hoping you're okay with because if I'm going to be a chef... In a, yeah, just keep
1: the calories low because you know I'm going to eat it all. Okay. So I ask, keep it healthy. Okay. Except maybe once a week.
2: Okay. We're recording this podcast. So if you ever (laughs) say anything else, I have it on the record.
1: I love it. Well, you know, Artem, before we get to our amazing special guest, so Brie gave her nanny the weekend off because she had some really amazing, fun family stuff to do. Artem stepped up as Birdie's Manny and I was so proud, but...
2: Did you just call so, me a Manny? Yeah,
1: because that might actually be your next career path because you did it so well. By the way,
2: a Birdie Manny. literally
1: told... I, as you guys know, and if you don't, Eileen <laughs> is our glam artist that we take with us a lot. She literally told Eileen to shoe and leave so she could have A... She calls... Birdie calls Artem A to herself. <laughs> but right now, Brie has been potty training Birdie, which... For all you moms out there, you guys know, is probably one of the biggest challenges of raising a kid. But the poop part, you, for you. some reason, they, they'll learn to pee on the toilet, but it's terrifying to poop on the toilet. So Brie and I are the new faces of Monster Ultra, and we got to go to Vegas and announce that, and Bertie and Artem came. But why Brie and I are, were at this appearance with Monster, Artem had to babysit Bertie and Artem, just tell them this cute story before we get to Kristen, because it is so damn cute.
2: Long story short, I was looking after Birdie, and she's, like, all of a sudden, like, left to another room. And I was, like, thinking, well, I'm just going to let her wander for a second. Um, And then, like, she's not coming back. I wonder what happened. So, I walk into the room. I can't find her. All of a sudden, I see curtain move. So, she's been hiding behind the curtain for, like... Well, maybe like 10 seconds, because obviously I'm not going to let her go. I was going to say, um, hey, Annie, how long did you (laughs) leave her by herself? No, it was like literally about 10 seconds. But usually when one bird usually leaves the room, she just wants to get your attention. Yeah. So and if it's like she's not coming back immediately, you're kind of like, okay, something is up. So she was hiding behind the curtain. And I kind of like tried to play the peekaboo with her and she really did not respond. And I started really kind of like, okay, something must be off. So I open up the curtains, like, Birdie, you okay? And she gives me like the really sad face and like give like a nod like, no. And I was like, Birdie, what's happening? And she didn't say anything. She kind of like tried to like turn away from me. And I was like, okay, something is off. Well, I guess... My nose sensors were like, something smells. And I was thinking, okay, so I think I understand what's going on right (laughs) now. And you guys,
1: Birdie, since day one gets embarrassed to poop in front of people. She gets very
2: shy about it. And it's just like seeing her face, how uncomfortable she is. And I tried to like go down to her level and said to her like, Birdie, can I help you? And she's like, "Mm, no. I was like, Birdie, trust me. I know how you feel. I've been there myself. And I just tried to relate to her. And it's like, pretty, why don't we go to the bathroom? I can change your diaper. You will feel so much better. There's nothing to be and embarrassed about. And it was her pull-ups.
1: She had like little yeah, panty uh, pull-ups. Like, yeah, the
2: panty pull-ups. Yeah. So I was like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Just come with me. We'll make it all better within a matter of seconds. So she was standing and looking at me. And she's like, okay. So she grabbed my finger. We slowly made into the bathroom. And I start, you know, like doing this laying off the towel and quite frankly I had no idea what the hell am I doing was that your like, this first was,
1: like time terrifying. you changed a this baby? this the
2: first time me changing be actually even being experiencing with the baby on that level that's like because it's the first a toddler time. yeah it is so I started pulling down that what is it called not a diaper like a but up. like a pull up and she's like no and she got really shy and I literally told her like trust me just let's just do this together
1: <laughs> he goes there he goes are you Tr- so uncomfortable have, have
2: trust in me I know you're super uncomfortable Let's make this happen. And then she like nodded at me, and she was still so embarrassed. Then we get fresh undies back on, and she was like a happy camper. She grabbed my hand, ran, and we continue watch Mickey. So Aww. that was Art my first experience. Manny. But in the midst of that, I'm texting Nicole. I think no, this put is the, like he literally <laughs> sends
1: me a text. I'm about to go on stage to give a speech. And I go, oh my gosh, Brian Breeze, like what? I'm like, look at Artem's text, which I was laughing. And it says, I think Birdie pooped pants because you talk <laughs> Russian when you type. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like, well, did you change her? And I didn't get a response back. So all I'm envisioning is we're just going to show up and Birdie has poop in her pants and the whole room's going to smell. And Artem just didn't do anything. But then I was so proud when all of a sudden the text came back, like, we're all good. I cleaned it. So proud of you, Artem.
2: Thanks. So I paused the test.
1: You passed the test. I passed
2: the, oh, thank God. Well, for now that. we're going to,
1: you have another test you need to pass. <sighs> oh my. Because, you know, you're joining Total Bellas. You're going to become a reality Oof. star. And there's no better than, I mean, the reality stars of Vanderpump Rules, they're all, they're becoming iconic. So I can't wait to see with our next guest. I want to have her put you through the test a little bit.
2: I'm already scared. I'm not, I, she, she's not even here, and I'm already frightened of the questions you guys to well, ask. Well, good.
1: You should be, because we are about to bring on our special guest, reality star Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules. But first, a quick break.
0: You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up, and then when spring comes... The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just
1: refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh,
0: that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or
1: graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix-and-match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home.
0: Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now, or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com/slash now trending. That's walmart.com/slash now trending. Now trending your style at Walmart.
1: dead in the eyes or a maple donut and
0: <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline,
1: New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available
0: in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, cocoa Zing, and many more.
1: All right, Bella Podcast listeners, um, you are all in for a treat because we have a double opening up today. And of course, we're sticking with rosé. I mean, it's our theme end of summer and we're switching the rosé up a little bit. We're going to go to Witches of WeHo and you're about to find out why here in a second we're going to throw some jalapenos in it. Artem, why are we going to throw some jalapenos in it?
2: Because we're obsessed with jalapenos. We've
1: become obsessed. But it's time now to finally bring on our special guest, Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rolls. I know you all know her. And I can't wait to talk to her about being a reality star, her amazing new wine. By the way, that's what we're drinking right now, you guys. Witches of WeHo, potion number two. Two's my lucky number, actually. So, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Yes, I'm
3: digging the jalapeno in the rosé, and I am not a big jalapeno girl.
1: I I know isn't it crazy? It's so really for good. you not spicy lovers out there, see
3: you could have a raw jalapeno. Yeah, like I'm a spicy hater, and I'm I'm really into this. Oh my god, I love oh, it! That's good. You've conformed me. Yes.
2: What are we? Cheers to that! Oh, Let's I love it. it.
3: Cheers. cheers to conforming me. Yes, <laughs> and all of your listeners.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. So, Kristen, I you know what? I kind of get really excited to talk to other reality stars because. I know Brie and I's, like, point of view of being a reality star and how life is. But one thing I lo- I like hearing from other reality stars is, like, how is life being one? How I is that for you? I couldn't agree
3: more how excited I am to talk to you guys yeah, about this. Because right? in my experience over the last eight seasons of Vanderpump... Wow, that's I've amazing. I've met a lot of, like, quote-unquote Bravo celebrities or Bachelor people. And yeah. there's just something about being friends or acquaintances with people that are in reality television. It's, like... We live a life that no one understands except for us. So true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, we're all living our reality, but there's so much work that goes into that. It is a right. job. It is, it's a whole production. It's a television show. There's yeah. a whole crew, m- multiple crews. And it does take a lot of work, and yeah. it is very taxing. And it, it isn't quite Vanderpump season one flies on a wall the way that mm-hmm. it always was.
1: Yeah. And also, I think what's really hard with reality stars is that we have to live everything twice—the good, the bad. Which obviously, I love
3: reliving the good, but when you have to relive the bad, that's tough. And yeah, I don't when think errors—it it is a pain in the ass. It's what I the mean- fans think, it thinks, it's what the press thinks, and and then it, it's honestly, in my opinion, more than twice because yep. that is on Google forever.
1: Yeah. And Honestly. that's hard. It's
3: emotionally taxing. It's mentally taxing. Yep. But it's also really rewarding. And I say that to every fan or viewer I've ever met. Like, without you, I wouldn't have a job. Oh, it's and I so appreciate true. all of the wonderful people that have said, like, what you went through got me through something. Your breakup yeah. got me through this because you bled out for it. Totally. You cried all your tears. You bled out for your show.
1: Yeah, I relate to that with you so much. And how... Because I know my, how I feel about having, you know, your love life on um, reality television. Because there's, there is ups and downs. And I mean, how were you like going through a breakup
3: publicly? And then like, it's like, which well, you breakup have to, are we talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yes. like, how has that been for you? It's almost like in some aspects, it's gotten a lot harder. In some aspects, it's gotten easier. Because yeah. as I've grown up on the show, like as a grown adult, I started Banner Pump when I was we shot the pilot when I was 27 and now oh I'm 36. Gosh. Wow, so it's that's, that's just crazy. like night and day because I was almost, I was like, a tr- in my opinion, like a child back then. Yeah. Even though I was 27, I'm just very different than I was back then. So in certain aspects, I watch like my breakup with Tom Sandoval in season, I think, two or three. Um, And then I dated this one random dude for like a hot minute who's still on the show, (laughs) which doesn't really count. And now my relationship with Carter has played out for the last four seasons. And although my relationship with Carter has not been as toxic or humiliating, quote unquote, like it's almost harder because it meant so much more to me. Yes. And it was just so much more adult and it was so much more like intricate and personal and for people to judge something based on what they're seeing on the show yeah. in one way, I can't blame them because they're only judging what they watch. Right. But right. I just wish all of the viewers understood when you're watching any reality shows that you're seeing a one dimensional human. Totally. Being, and we're all 3d human beings. 100%.
1: And it's like, even when you're seeing and having dinner, like they're three hour dinners that you're seeing four minutes of maybe five. And it, I've always felt that way. Like, it, it's so easy to judge. And I know when I was getting into reality, TV, I was like, look, Nicole, you're going to be judged and you just have to have thick skin. Not everyone's going to love you. Not everyone, you know, is going to be on your side or believe what you believe in. But that was the hardest for me because I'm like, you don't even know it all. Like, you don't like you're yeah, like judging you don't me. know what we're like
3: behind closed yeah. doors. You don't know the full
1: story. Because I you think... saw a
3: dinner and an argument yeah. and a discussion maybe with your sister about your significant other. Then all of a sudden, they painted a picture of exactly what your relationship is like. Right. They know it all.
1: It's so true.
3: And again, it's like, I don't want to be pissed at the fans or the viewers. Yeah. But I just want to be like, oh hey, listeners, if your relationships were all played out in reality television, what would that look like? Right. Probably pretty damn messy. <laughs> but I think that's maybe why like so many people
1: relate to you, right? Because what's made me want to stay in reality TV f- for so long, and some people are like, I can't believe you showcased that, or because I am an EP, like why didn't you cut that? But I was like... Because I know there's someone sitting on the couch going through the same shit that I'm going through. Like, you know, when you say everyone that comes up thousands, to you is like thousands, thousands of people. And you do help them. Because I think when they see people on TV and they're like, oh, my gosh, they, they go through what I go through. It, it's so nice that they can relate to someone like that, you know. And,
3: and they also they feel and I've just and I know this from listening to the viewers and reading the tweets and talking to people in person is that they also start feeling more unapologetically themselves. Because they see that we're sort of doing that, yeah, for the whole for millions of people to judge. Totally, and if we can do that, they can do it too.
1: One hundred percent. And I
3: feel that way when I watch the reality shows that I watch. I yeah, mean, yeah. Ten years ago, I was like, oh, trash TV. Oh. <laughs> but I just I hope everyone understands that shows like mine and like yours that like we're literally living this out for you guys to see. And totally. yes, it's a choice we made. Right. But we didn't make a choice to be scrutinized and trolled and bullied. Right. It's like we're all human, damn Totally.
1: Honestly. And that's what I feel about a lot of the reality star women. They're really empowering women. And so many of them, if you look at them, are entrepreneurs. Like yourself and some of the other cast members and some from other shows. Brie and I, like, not only do we live our life out on reality TV? We create a brand and we become entrepreneurs and then we're balancing life, emotions, judgments. And I think, you know, for some people, especially mainstream, it's like, Oh, the reality stars. But to me, reality stars are wonder women. They're super women. They're so strong. Um, you know, I would love to act one day. Like, I go to acting class, I would love to, but when someone's just an actress, they get to hide behind a character. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever that character is, good, bad, villain, superhero, they never get blamed for any of it because it's the character. But for us, we're characters and our life people, and we're
3: being judged on all of it. Oh, yeah. and so, I've said for, I think, the last, like, five seasons of Vanderpump that, and, and I used to act, and I did, I have been coached, and I have had class, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, but I think doing... True reality docu-series television, like what we're doing, yeah. is the best improv training you could ever Oh, have. I, it's so true. Like, hands down. Totally. Or and being, we're smart for creating a brand and using this to our yeah. advantage. So, actually, Artem.
2: Yeah. I, I'm i just you, really happy listening to you too because I think it's really like, fascinating. Jump in anytime. It is. Are, you
1: ready? Are you ready for the races? Well, that's why you need to have, Kristen, I want you to give Artem advice because he's joining Total Bella season five this season. And we literally start filming next week. And. Artem has experienced one. We he got cut from Dancing with Stars a few days before they made the announcement, and um, I, the producer and me, I felt so bad. I let him be upset, and then like I was like, okay, I'll give it a few hours. Unleash
2: and, my hell.
1: And then <laughs> I go, hey, um, do you mind if the cameras come over because? <laughs> It's just really, you know, good emotions right now, and he was like, "What?" and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is this, like, this bad?" Is a prequel to our season, it's yeah. Real life.
2: <laughs>
1: and literally, Artem was like, "No," and they were here within ten minutes. And Artem's like, "Um, what?" So I'm like, "It's okay, just be you. You're fine." <laughs> and that like, I love you. You're fine. Trust me. Yeah, trust <laughs> me, and go. Just um, kidding. But I, you have to give him some advice. And do you have any questions?
2: Yeah, I guess I think the, the biggest question is advice because. I do consider reality television as Dancing with the Stars because it, it is pretty much as close as I think reality is, but there is like a competition, you know, and there is something that I do that I've done for many, many years. So I think I'm a little bit more safer in that environment because it's a skill, you know. And the one thing that I always feel very strong, like I know what I'm doing. So if anybody have any criticism towards me, what I'm doing, I'm like, excuse me, you don't, you should never speak about that because I've been training this for a couple decades. And I'm pretty sure I'm a much better person to be the judge of it okay, as so like wait, let being me, in the reality like you are. How old are you? Uh, I'm 37.
3: Okay. So guess what? No one watching the show is any better than being you than you yeah
2: no one has a damn
3: word to say about how you've been over the last 37 years maybe like your parents can like chime in yeah but so it's kind of the same thing and it's just you have to stay so strong in knowing I found it helpful to to be connected to people that knew me before the show Mm -hmm. because they can always remind me that I'm still the same person that I was no matter what Google says or trolls say I think that was probably the hardest part is just the judgment. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you're still living your best life. You're still waking up in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and knowing that you made the best decisions for your life, your relationship, mm-hmm. right. your career, and you can go to bed at night doing those things. Everyone is always going to have something to say. I Plus, agree. you like know the executive producer. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that. I does got you help. when it comes but to I editing. Just, yeah. being, just, just being so. <laughs> Just what I've learned is just being so confident and knowing that, like, I'm making choices for me and not for a television show and not for, like, how am I going to look?
2: Yeah. Because you're always
3: going to look some way to someone. Even if you made the best choice for yourself, the most angelic choice, someone is going to judge you. I got Botox. Oh, my God, I've changed. Like, I'm so L.A. now. No, I want to look hot on camera. I'm sorry. I don't care. Everyone is going to have a judgment. But if you know... That you're busting your ass and you're doing the best for you, like, fuck them. They're giving you ratings.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's so true true because there are times where I feel like I'm afraid to post a sexy photo because I don't wanna offend people. And I used to never care. And then all of a sudden, we were reading this quote about, like, you can't live your life for others. Like, you have to do what makes you happy. And I was like, you know what? I need to worry not about offending people because I can still be empowering even if I post a sexy photo
3: and I you can still posting be motivated. A sexy photo would empower me because then I would be like, wow, she's a strong ass woman who's an athlete. Yeah. So if she can do that without being slut-shamed, then like yeah. why can't I do it? Like See, that's so cares? true. It's not like I'm flaunting that. being a hoe. I'm flaunting the fact that I feel comfortable in my own skin even though I'm not perfect. Yeah. I think that's like rad as hell. That's why I love someone like Ashley Graham so much. Totally. Like she's one of the most stunning supermodels of all time. So maybe it's a bad comparison, but just her not being this size 2 perfect skinny totally. supermodel and always posting sexy photos, I'm like, okay, hell yeah, me I'm not a size 2 sexy supermodel, but like I should be able to do that too. It's so true cuz it's like when you do that you you actually empower yourself in that way and you
1: give yourself more confidence.
3: You I give mean, give self permission to be you.
1: Totally. And that's so important is being you, your authentic, true self. And actually people connect to you more. When, when that, that foundation is real, that's where you get true connection because people see through the fake shit all the time. 100%. It's you like know? watching
3: a scripted TV show and it's a yeah. bad actor or a bad oh. movie and it's a bad actor. You see right through it. When it's you a great do. actor, it's because they're telling their truth as the character. Yes. As reality personalities – when we're telling our truth, it's obvious. When you see, I have people on my show like this <laughs> that are doing what they think the fans want to see, It's, yeah. it's you just see it clear as you day. You see it. It's boring.
1: Oh my gosh, it is. To
3: circle back like what oh. you said about dancing, Artem, it's like yeah. no one knows how to be you better than you. Yeah. So if so you're just true. you... I I mean, and you'll learn some lessons along the way. I mean, I've learned a billion, but I feel like it's almost the best therapy too. Yeah. It sucks for a minute. There are moments I'm like, oh, I don't really want to watch that back. Yeah. I lived it. I know. but And
1: I won't. I'm going to be off my Twitter
3: feed for mm -hmm. the next few
1: days after the airing. I delete Instagram for
3: days at a time off my, just the app off my phone. So I don't just go back to read just to read. Yeah. I'll be back in like two, three days.
1: So I have a question for you. Do you ever, like when you are in season filming, do you ever have boundaries like, okay, this season, these are my boundaries and I don't want to cross through you fully open book. Like, you know what? Nothing's off the table. No boundaries.
3: Um, to be honest, the only boundary that I think I've ever had that has been respected <laughs> by my production company is that I, this season during filming, I said, I don't want to be around James Kennedy at all. Okay and that's where i that's where i stand and if that yeah. means i'm cut from that then i that's what i choose good for you so then that's that's on me really yeah. to say but i have placed that boundary so hard because it was within what made me truly comfortable and they respected it where i wasn't being a brat about it yeah it was like this is really not like cool for me totally but other than that no, we don't really get that choice yeah. <laughs> because if I don't want to talk about it, someone's going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that is true. One, well, I do feel like it is good to have those boundaries just for your own well-being and mental health. I feel like I need to give myself more boundaries when I'm filming because Brie and I are just so open. And at times I'm like, okay, I need – there's some things I, I need to protect
3: a little bit. As out there as we all are, like on our own shows – I do think now eight seasons in, it is important to protect. Because something, mm-hmm. something like Carter and I, perfect example. I'm honest about things. I'm as honest as I can be. But at the end of the day, some things should just be between the two of us. Right. And it doesn't mean I'm going to lie if we're fighting or I'm going to lie if we're, or I'm going to fake things. But yeah. not everyone needs to know every single intricate detail of every conversation that we have. It should be kept just for us. I agree. I think that's so important. So
1: important. That was definitely a lesson I learned in my past relationship. And like with Artem, I'm going to make sure that there'll be certain boundaries just because I saw the rise and fall of like what was great and the fall of it, what I showcased too much, what I should have protected. And so I'm definitely going to do that with Artem. It was such a great uh, learning lesson.
3: It is. And you had to go through it to know that. You
1: do. I agree. Like there's no it's way that to live and assume learn, or you know? understand. Totally. Exactly. And and people could tell you all day, but I totally, and I know my personality, and I truly feel like you have to go through it or live it to learn it. And you have to make a mistake. You have to fail to succeed, to conquer and that's what I did. Sometimes, I think, like watch it back. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're drunk. I'm like, well, I'm gonna change that. Oh Lord, um, don't get me started on that yeah, one. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm like, yeah, everyone. You know when you look in the mirror at 3 a.m. at a club? Well, now you all saw that face, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, now everyone knows my drunk face. <laughs> Isn't it weird when you look at yourself, too? Like, especially when you're, like, at a bar or a club and it's, like, the 2 a.m. point. Everything's dripped off. Like, yeah, I'm looking at myself like Quasimodo. Yeah. 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 But
3: I literally will look in the mirror as if I'm a Picasso painting. I'm like, I've where? People ask me all the time. They're like, what's your most embarrassing moment of Vanderpump Rules? What's the thing you regret the most? Yeah. So you'd think it'd be one specific instance that happened that is... I will forever have to deal with yeah. the Jax thing. Oh, that yeah. is not my most embarrassing moment. I can <laughs> recall something from, I think it's like season one or two where I was so wasted that I still to this day have no idea what is coming out of my mouth.
1: Oh, Brie, she always said she has to live with where she was giving um, a group of girls advice and she was super voices. She's like, so, you know, like you just gotta like go through it. Brie's like, I can't even see the clips from it. She's like, who let me talk? Like, and what made me think I could give advice and that voice. And I'm like, damn girl. I even remember even looking at Brie like, that's embarrassing. But I let her (laughs) keep talking. I was like, this is great. This is hilarious. Um, so how is it having, uh, Lisa Vanderpump as a boss?
3: I mean, it's been a lot of hell for many years (laughs) for me personally. I will speak for myself in some ways. Um, so let's go positive first. So, I've learned a lot about work ethic. She's a boss ass bitch. Like Mm -hmm. she's pretty much like the white, older English Beyonce. She (laughs) runs so many restaurants, companies. She does charity work. She has a family, like she has a household to run. She has so much going on. And I respect the hell out of that, that she doesn't stop. Yeah, She doesn't, I mean, yeah, she probably like wears sweatpants once in a while. I've never really (laughs) seen her do that. Usually it's like a button down in jeans and I'm like, that's your, that's your chill outfit. Okay. (laughs) So all of those things I'm so grateful for. Obviously Lisa and I have not gotten along pretty much ever. Um, but I was, spoiler alert, like pleasantly surprised this season, um, she treated me a little differently oh nice yeah and why do you think If i could do like a backflip i would have done one no way wow yeah
1: and why do you guys think like you bummed heads like from day one is it just personalities chemistry i mean she'll probably disagree
3: i just think that we're both really stubborn and Mm. she's used to people that are willing and i've said this before and she hates it but like i'm not willing to kiss the ring yeah It's just not... It's never been who I am. I grew up in Michigan. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. I'm so humble. It's still how I feel about life. And I don't treat anyone that way. I don't think I'm above anyone. And I feel like for many years that I've known her, I just always felt that she felt she was so much better than me. Mm -hmm. And I have a really hard time with that. And I think that because I was her employee and I'm not very much older than her daughter, that she kind of looks not like she's like my elder god forbid i say that (laughs) but you know she's just older and there should be a level of respect and she was my boss yeah and i did but then being on a show with her i'm like so do i treat you like my cast member and we're supposed to film the scene and be honest about the way i feel or i'm supposed to bow down and then talk shit about you behind your back but that's just never been my mo
1: i love that i feel that
3: way i'm gonna tell you i feel that way did it get me fired from sir it sure as hell did yeah Best thing that ever happened to me.
1: So <laughs> there's that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Um, and talking, you know, about boss babes, like you are a massive boss babe because it's fun, like being now an entrepreneur, even though there's so many ups and downs that people don't realize. Um, you know, Instagram will show a lot of the glamorous life of being an entrepreneur. Um, and it's fun to have the titles, but it's, I mean, a 24 7 job. It's like uh, being a mom. I mean, I'm not a mom. But if I, agree, I was, I'm not
3: a mom either. And I feel like the same way. It's like, oh I think my that's why I'm not a mom or I'm not trying to be right now. Cause I have Me too many babies. Too. I oh, look you at Brie.
2: You just have so many businesses to run. So you should feel like a mom because there's yeah. always depending on you.
1: Yeah. That I don't want to actually so, be a mom through my vagina. I will just do it with God, did
2: you just say my entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> yes. He gets so embarrassed. I know he's like blushing it's, right now. It. It. <laughs> it's like, it makes it amazing. But I would love to like, just, here what made you want to transition into being an entrepreneur i want you to talk about your companies the ups the downs what you've learned is i'm
3: not an idiot i didn't do reality television so i could be like red carpet okay magazine (laughs) famous yeah i'm not like oh my god this is so cool i get to go to the mondrian and like have people take photos of me this is the life no i did reality television because it's a platform to make my life better to have a stance to get to speak my voice to do cool charity work and have people give a shit about it for people to buy my products and things that I believe in yeah and without Vanderpump Rules there's I I don't know if I would have had that opportunity right it's not just the two million people that watch Vanderpump Rules or the however many people that follow my social yeah I want my brand to be to everyone and that is so much harder than just like posting an Instagram story yeah you know oh I totally agree but it's like the most rewarding thing I've ever done because it's mine yeah it's all mine I did it from scratch like I had to put the money into it I didn't have investors and yeah. people throwing money at me like I had to bite the bullet I had to buy inventory that didn't work and yeah. and just deal with that and learn the lesson that's so tough but it's really it? been like the, the best thing that I've ever done so I'm I really love stoked. that
1: I also want to know how you came up with your wine name which is a we and does it all always have which is a WeHo with the potion number two
3: Yeah, so we have, we started with Potion Number 1, which is a Pinot Grigio that we launched in February, Katie Stassi and I from Vanderpump. And then we sold out of all of our cases within a month, which is awesome. So then we're like, okay, we're on to something. Yeah. Let's rock it with a two, which is why, so basically what happened, Knocking Point Winery, which is in Walla Walla, Washington, they do a lot of, I hate the word celebrity, but they do a lot (laughs) of celebrity collaborations. And they... Knew about Witches of Weho and kind of this brand, if you will, that Tom Schwartz, Katie's husband, came up with. He just started calling us that one day. He's like, Oh, you guys gossip. Like, you're the Vagina Mafia. You're the Witches of Weho. I love it. Tom just he just throws ideas See? at us. So Vagina we like, Mafia. This Damn, works. That's, you know, that that like, is strong. That's that is a, a good strong name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tom Schwartz. <laughs> So we were like, well, this is great. And when we had our first meeting with Knocking Point, um, we were just all on the same page. And they said, okay, do you know what you want for a label? And we came up with the label within like an hour and a half. We went to a bar oh, wow. after our meeting. and Had some more wine. Pinterest and yeah, we just pretty much, we got wasted. <laughs> and came up with the label, the taglines, like the ingredients will be, potion number one is the tears of your exes. Potion number two, the ingredients are the blushes of your crushes. Oh, wow. So you're always, especially to like the Vanderpump viewers, they're always feeling like connected to us. Yeah. I love and then that. And wanted the bottle to kind of look potion-y. So you know, cute. Witch, witchcraft.
1: I think what I love about the wine industry, besides the wine and Napa Valley and any other wine country all over the world, it's like the stories that go along with the label. Like I would have never known that. It makes me appreciate it so much more. Well, so before we wrap up, you have an amazing clothing line called James May, and now you have an amazing wine, which is a WeHo. Is there anything else you want to build in your empire?
3: Yeah, I've been writing a book. um, Good for you. That's really funny and really fun. I'm really excited about it. And I can't say too much because I don't want to jinx it. I mean, we're there. Um, But I'm really stoked about it because I think it's something that people have asked from me for a long time about crazy Kristen, stalker Kristen, hacking Kristen. (laughs) So it's a very um, fun, comedic, facetious look with all of my tips and tricks and all of my first stories of what I've gone through. Because at 36, even pre-Vanderpump Rules, I feel like I've lived like 18 lifetimes of relationships. Oh, wow. I love it. Since high school, even prior to that. Yeah. So it's a lot of those fun stories. And shout out to my co-author. Her name's Michelle, and she wrote How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, my gosh.
1: I love that. Before it was
3: movies. So. Between like her experience as an author and with comedic writing, and like all of my stories, we've we've just written a lot. So that should be something I can announce sooner. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't wait. So that's like my fun creative outlet right now. Good for you. Um, along with obviously James May and the wine.
1: Well, congratulations yeah. on everything, thank you that you you're doing. Too. You guys too. Oh, you're so sweet, Kristen. Thank you so much Thanks for coming for on, me guys. Listener Are you for excited this. for season five
3: of The Bellows now? Yes. And you're not nervous. Yes. You better be <laughs> stoked. No, He's like, I, wait, look, she's to I'm my left. Super, I'm super. <laughs> stoked. Do I need to leave the room? <laughs> yeah, Just get Do you feel more comfortable about it? Like you have this now.
2: <laughs> um. You know what? Well, the thing is, I think the best advice would just be myself, and i yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And if you're honestly. ever
3: uncomfortable, just start dancing. Oh my gosh! If it's you're so ever so awkward,
2: just like have a conversation. We see yeah. him in the corner, like dancing.
1: Like and they're someone, like, I think Artem's upset. This is my best advice. If someone
3: ever grabs you by the arm and says, Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? Just start dancing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If they're wearing
1: all black and they have a headset, just dance. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're about to get asked to do something that you're not going to want to do. Oh,
2: okay. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. For that.
1: Thanks yeah. for me, Oh, thank you. But Vanderpump Rules fans, you guys are in for a treat because Kristen is going to join us in our next segment called Kill, Kill the, the rumor. rumor. But first, a quick break. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. So as you all know, if there are any nasty rumors out there, we're going to kill them in a segment we like to call... Kill Kill the the rumor! rumor. All right, so this week's rumor, there's been a lot of Vanderpump Rules drama in the headlines lately, so I feel like there are multiple rumors to kill. So tell us, Kristen, where do things stand with Jax, and where do things stand with Stassi? Oh, Jaxy boy.
3: (laughs) I just, I feel like in one instance, like, I had Jason back... For, for a hot minute, and then all of a sudden it was like, nope, Jax back, Jax back, Kristen, damn it. I did not know that Jackson followed me, but when I did read these headlines, I went and looked at his page to see if that was true and to kill my own rumor. <laughs> and it, in fact, he blocked me on oh Twitter gosh. and Instagram. And I tweeted this out because E! News did this whole thing, that it was about Britney or about their wedding, So I'm here to kill the rumor that it had nothing to do with Britney, had nothing to do with their wedding, but I truly am not sure why. And what I think, and this is something you will see on season eight of Vanderpump Rules toward the end, Jax and I had a little bit of a tiff. And the tiff, I think, was just because Jax gets bored. I think he just (laughs) needs attention sometimes. Yeah, That's really what I think. I think when the attention's not on Jax, he's like he gets antsy and excited and he just kind of like has to go at someone. Yeah. Because I went from being the best friend he ever had like weeks before that to him blocking me on social media. Yeah, and that's that's huge. Jax, we need to know, why did you block Kristen? I was really hoping he would, like, get antsy and respond (laughs) on social media. (laughs) Maybe now. But he hasn't. But I will kill the rumor that it definitely has nothing to do with Britney, and it definitely has nothing to do with their wedding. On my behalf. I can't speak for why he unfollowed everyone else.
1: Oh, so you weren't the only one. He unfollowed
3: Tom Sandoval and Ariana is what I heard. Wow. Yeah,
1: he didn't have rose and jalapenos. That's the issue. If he introduced, I'm gonna go that drop in his a life, bottle off and a couple yeah. fresh jalapenos. In and like just set. one fresh raw jalapeno, yes. that would actually
3: be amazing. He'd but be like, like a bow be like, tied what around. What is she it? saying?
1: Yeah, like, I love that. It's
3: my peace offering, my yeah. olive branch, if you will. <laughs>
1: please, please, just. Add me back. I love that. And then how about Stassi? Because you guys are making a lot of headlines. Yeah, so
3: I read. Um, That is something you're definitely going to see on Vanderpump Rules. So my POV is this, for what I can tell the Bella listeners. Um, Stassi will always be my sister. Mm -hmm. She's always going to be my friend. We've had a lot of really shitty ups and downs. I don't consider this our worst down by any means. I think everyone knows what that one was. And it's not like that. That's good. I think just we've been like sisters for 10 years, and people change, and we grow up, and relationships change, and you're in relationships with people that change. And all those changes can be taxing and difficult on friendships, especially while you're filming a reality television show. Totally. So, my POV is that she'll always be my friend, she'll always be my sister, I will always love her, but we're definitely hitting a down right now.
1: Mm. So everyone, you better tune in to Vanderpump Rules Season 8. You'll get to
3: see it all, I promise. Every nitty-gritty detail.
1: Well, and you guys are business partners too, right? Yeah. I mean, the wine. Yeah.
3: I will say this. We've been amazing partners in that way where like ever since we've had a bit of a falling out or a bit of a down that everyone is clearly noticing via social media, um, we've still gone to a wine festival together. We had a wine party together, she, Katie, and I. So I love that regardless of any sort of tiff we might be having within our friendship, the three of us, all of us have been really like strong about making sure that we put the business first. It's hard doing business with friends.
1: (laughs) Uh, Very much so. You know, (laughs) That's why I'm like, Brie, from now on, it's just you and me. Because even though we fight, we make up seconds later. It's, you know, part of being twins, but doing it with others. And we've done friends and
3: wine. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I feel you with that. Like that. you're you're connected by DNA, so you're yes, like we're fine. we're lucky, we're, we're fine. fine. We can we'll scream get over and it. fight and call names, but like five minutes later, we're DNA. Totally friends, it's tough.
1: So tough. Well, you guys heard it here, Artem. How about you say it? Is that rumor officially killed? Both
2: officially killed.
1: I think we need it more Russian.
2: Oh, do you want me to say it with a Russian accent? Please. Yeah. This rumor is officially killed.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Artem, how amazing was Kristen?
2: Honestly, really cool. You know, there's one thing I noticed. She uses words. I don't even know what it means. It just sounds so intelligent. It's like a walking encyclopedia.
1: Well, I guess, you know, since we didn't have Bella Brains, this episode you got Bella Brained. And now I'm like, wow, Um, I don't say big enough words in front of Artem.
2: Yeah, I feel like I should be opening the bottle of Don Perignon for her.
1: Wow. Well, so on that note, now it's time for (laughs) Bella Army (laughs) Q&A. As always, tweet at Bella Twins with the hashtag Bella's podcast, and we might pick your question to answer on the show. This week, we're answering a tweet from at Emma Dave. She writes, at Bella Twins, I love how open you guys are with your lives on TV and now your podcast. But seeing all the paparazzi pics and videos that hound you, do you ever wish you could have more private moments even out in public? Love you both. Hashtag Bella's podcast. Well, Artem, you're my co-host, so you're going to have to answer with me because we both get hounded together. But what I have to say is, I guess, you know, making my life so open and public, I knew what I was signing up for. Are there moments that I do wish I wasn't getting hounded by paparazzi and everything that comes with it? Of course, especially those moments. Think when you guys like are leaving a facial and your face is like all bumpy because you just got picked at and your hair's a mess because you haven't washed it in three days and you're a really bad outfit. And then when you have all these people taking photos of it and posting, like, whoa, look at her. Those are like moments where I'm like, can I just have a me day where I don't have to think of how I look. I could come out with pimples on my face and I'm not going to be judged. So I for sure have those moments. And right, Artem, like for you, like, don't you think some moments that we have for dinner?
2: I mean, I can totally relate. I'm like thinking about outfits and the pimples. Of course not. I don't care about those things. No,
1: But is there ever a moment like when you're in public and like. There's a paparazzi and you wish they weren't there?
2: I mean, well, the thing is how I feel. It's just kind of weird seeing people trying to get a picture of you and trying to, like, drive a car and trying to, like, hide behind the bushes and trying to be, like, so secretive about it. I think that's what's weird about the whole situation. I don't think I really care about what they take pictures of. I mean, um, I'm when just, they took I'm, the
1: video of me scarfing the salad from afar... you were hungry. Every,
2: That's okay.
1: Yeah, but it looked like I was super freaking hungry. Now I'm like, whoa, I chow down like that? Like Those are moments where I'm like, please don't do that. No, okay. But overall, I'm good with it. I guess I do feel secure in my skin. We are humans at the end of the day. And we all exactly. have days like that. And we all have days where we look whack. Then we have days we look real good. We have hungry days... I just try to look at those photos and be like, look, that's real as it gets. So when they have that magazine, diva or not diva, you, you're damn right I'm not a diva. I'm walking out looking like that, right? No,
2: oh, you're always going to be diva for me. Total diva? Total diva. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: All right, so since everything has been doubling up today with Double Open Up, I feel like we just have to do Double Bella Army Q&A. So we have another amazing question. And... I really like this one because I think this is perfect to answer with you, Artem. This one is from Molly Mc nineteen ninety eight X. Molly writes at Bella Twins. Nikki, what does your mom think of Artem? Does she love him? I love you, girlies. hashtag Bella's Podcast. Well, we love you, Molly. Thank you for your question, Artem. Do you think my mom likes you? I hope so. Well, what's your like feeling?
2: Well, she's been always really nice to me, so I think no, she does. she
1: has. You guys DM each other and text.
2: We, okay, we text occasionally. You guys DM for a we bit. Don't, Well, maybe like once in a while, but I mean, we See? text. Yeah. But yeah, you still sure. DM and
1: you guys text. Yeah. So, Molly, to answer your question, my mom absolutely loves Artem. She thinks he is the sweetest thing in the world, that he's very caring and attentive. She loves how much he helps out with Birdie and how he treats my other family members. But, like, I know a lot of people say it about you, Artem, but he is, like, the most sweetest person, and my mom always says that, and she thinks you're a very good man.
2: That is so sweet.
1: So, Molly, my mom gives him two thumbs up.
2: Yay. (laughs) Actually, more than that.
1: (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, that is it for this week's Bella Army Q&A. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast I have to say, absolutely loved having Kristen on. It's always fun to meet other boss babes, Vanderpump rules. We love it. Make sure to tune into season eight. And what was very special about this episode as well is honoring our sweet baby girl, Josie. Josie, we will love you forever. We will always remember you. Rest in peace, my sweet baby girl. As always, everyone, tweet us your questions for Bella Army QA with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And special thanks to my Artem for not only being an amazing co-host, but always a special guest. And until next week, remember to stay fearless.
2: You'll always go remote if you drink along with us. See See you you next next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as birdie likes to say,
3: Bye-bye.